All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul Christian, and I am Eric Jackson. That's right, and we're back. With, we this week we got some one-offs starting. We uh, we took some fan requests for the the episodes we're about to do for the next couple weeks. Yes. So this will be all up to the fans. These uh, books and movies and shows that we picked. Yeah, let's hope they don't pick anything bad. Uh, well, we'll see. I, I can. <laughs> I can I'm not going to reveal what we're going to do uh, in the next couple weeks just yet, but I can tell you there's at least one bad movie. In oh, our... yeah, for the movies, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's going to be tough. Like, there's a lot of good comic books. Like, I mean, minus most of the MCU stuff. Most super bad comic books, There's too. a lot of... Well, obviously, but, like, <laughs> in terms see. of, qua- like, quantity. But, uh, but, yeah, so if you're just joining us for the first time, uh, if, you're, if this is your first episode, what we do every week is we read and review, kind of more read and discuss... Uh, one book, one trade paperback, one arc every week. Yep. Uh, for a character like Black Panther, Batman, we did a five-part series on Batwoman. Uh, and then for the second part of the show, we'll actually review a show or a movie um, that has that character in it, like something usually based on that character, and then just kind of compare the two and just discuss them both. This week, we're going to be reading Black Panther number one through six by Reginald Hudlin and Frank Romita Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sorry, John Romita Jr. <laughs> same thing. Uh, same thing, yes. I'm sure he'd love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and so we're going to read the first six issues of that, the first arc of that run. That one actually is uh, one of the more longstanding uh, Black Panther runs. There's also... Because the only... Uh, really background on Black Panther that I had going in was I read the Christopher Priest run, which I love. That's one of my favorite comic book runs. Yeah, we met him at C2E2. He's yeah, we man. met him that one year that we went. He He's a great, uh, he was awesome just because he talks to all the fans and whatnot. Yeah, he's the um, man. But yeah, so this is my first exposure to the Hudlin run. We're reading the first six issues today. Uh, and uh, we'll do that. Uh, and then also, I should bring up, if you want to, because like I said, this is a fan request episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're doing is the first five people who re- left a five-star review on um, Apple Podcasts got to pick the episode. Like the the person who picked today's episode, uh, his name is T'Challa online. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a Black Panther fan, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he requested this because he was the first one to leave a five-star review. So th- we got that. That's all who's... Uh, designing these episodes moving up yeah and he threw us a bit of a wild card for the for, uh for the movie that we're doing we actually wasn't black panther he had us do uh civil war yeah we're doing captain america civil war for the movie at the second part of this episode because i think he just wanted to go chronologically like yeah, to yeah. talk about t'challa's first appearance in the marvel because yeah, there's some things that happened in this arc that happened in yeah T'Ch- t'challa's got an arc in this movie he's not in a ton but he's yeah. got an arc in this movie it's mm-hmm. a good introduction to him yeah um but yeah and then next week i'll, I'll say what we're reading next week just so people can read ahead next week we're going to be reading uh the long halloween mm-hmm. by tim sale and jeff Loeb. uh that's a you know classic batman book and then we're going to be watching Watching the Dark Knight, yeah, you know, get that one out of the way. Yeah, um, might as well. Yeah, because they're kind of th- that. Mo- those ones are actually kind of linked together. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, there's um, similarities. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, we actually have a couple spots open. So if you want to make a, a request episode just like this one and choose what we read and what we watch, just leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts and then let us know uh, on Twitter or by email if you want to. Uh, or what you want to request, uh, we're on Twitter at Agents of Podcast. If you want to follow us too, we always follow you back. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So next, we're going to be reading the first six issues of that Black Panther run, and uh, we're going to see what T'Challa is up to. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be reading the first six issues of this. Uh, the arc is called "Who Is Black Panther." It's basically it's meant to bring people into the story, introduce people to who T'Challa and what Wakanda is. Yeah. I wonder um, if it's going to be like an origin. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> who is the Black Panther? Who maybe maybe we'll find out. <laughs> is it the ancient aliens? Maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is meant to introduce you to Wakanda and T'Challa. This is written by Reginald Hudlin, and the art is by John Romita Jr. Um, it kind of starts out, the the first issue is more about Wakanda than T'Challa himself. The second issue gets more into T'Challa, because they want to kind of introduce you to the background, because I think 
the more interesting part of Black Panther. Not that T'Challa is not interesting, but yeah. the hook of it is just like Wakanda and what what it is and like how it stands out, you know, across the Marvel universe. Yeah, because like before Civil War, like before Black Panther was introduced, like in the MCU, I really had no background to Black Panther. I didn't even know what Wakanda was. Right, and like that the whole concept is really cool. Yeah, because it goes back, and this is kind of what this issue is about. It's not just like something recent. Like Wakanda has always been like more advanced than the rest of the world. So mm-hmm. this issue is all just. It, takes place in different periods in history. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of shows, like, the first scene is these tribesmen going up, just kind of trying to invade, like, a, a neighboring country in Africa. And uh, they get taken out by this, like, hail of crossbow bolts. Yeah, it's brutal. And uh, we kind of just, yeah, get, like, a cool uh, battle between all of this. At the end, we kind of see the person telling this story is a criminal in a jail cell. Uh, the guy in the in the cell is cannibal, and he's being talked to by Ulysses Claw, who we'll find out later. Yeah, because uh, Ulysses Claw is kind of trying to recruit a team to take out the Black Panther. That's that's kind of his mo. Yeah, he, he's not a huge fan, so he is always trying to take. Uh, it's kind of interesting that they're going to him right away. It's kind of like using the Joker in your first arc. So was he was Claw like a a prisoner in the U.S.? Uh it's. In the, it's interesting because this takes place right after the Christopher Priest run, but okay. like none of the continuity is the same. He uh, kind of like rebooted everything, even gotcha. though it is technically both. They're both in continuity. Okay, because like Ulysses Claw and the Christopher Priest run that I read that comes right before this is like his. He looks completely different, and his powers are like more sound based, okay. like more like the classic Claw. Yeah. So this is kind of like uh, Hudlin revamping the character and making him, I guess, more realistic. Is the character American? Uh, no, Ulysses Claw is uh, Belgian, I believe. I was going to say, cause he, so he must be American or something, because when... But he's an agent for America yeah, at this exactly. point in the comic, right? Yeah, yeah but I, he's that's not how, born in that's how they knew that America was up to something, because when they realized it was Claw. Right. Initially, it's just Claw and Cannibal talking about these different scenes in history. We get a couple yeah, of yeah. them. Uh, one of them is just kind of like these people with muskets trying to invade Wakanda, and that's where we get our first view of... Because what's interesting about the Black Panther is it's not just T'Challa like being a superhero. It's a title that's passed down like, yeah. through ancient history. Mm-hmm. Like there's even a book recently where they showed like the the Black Panther of like you know 3000 BC. So it's like a really long standing title. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, we see like this ancient um, Black Panther take out these like soldiers with muskets, and he just kind of has like this cape with this Black Panther mask that looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool design. Yeah, and then uh, it kind of like I said, it keeps going through history. We we see that eventually it uh, the story is also being told by another group. It's being told, I th- maybe even relayed through Claw, uh, b- back up to the Oval Office at the White House, mm-hmm. and they're kind of all discussing like what Wakanda is, and like you know if it's a uh, national security threat. That Things like that. The person who they're talking to is Everett Ross, who is actually one of the main characters in that Christopher Priest run that comes right before this. Okay. Uh, but he's the only one who has a lot of firsthand experience with Wakanda at all. He kind of, like, in the movie, he, that's why he's the character in the movie, you know, going through kind of learning about Wakanda. Because mm-hmm. he's the only one who has experience there. He was, like, the liaison in Wakanda for a long time and was, like, side by side with the Black Panther, just kind of being dragged through different missions. Was that was that Everett Ross or was that the young dude? Everett Ross is the young one. Thaddeus Ross is the the older, dude. the Hulk okay, one. Yeah, gotcha. right. Yeah, his. Uh, I don't know if that's his uncle or what. I, I I'd have to look that He's up. Gotta, yeah, They're some, definitely related some in some way. Yeah. Uh, but Everett Ross is just kind of telling him, like, trying to get him to, like, respect, like, hey, Wakanda is, like, serious. Like, you guys need to, like, you know, take this seriously. Like, yeah. They're not a threat, but, like, they're. Like they're not gonna just stand by while you fuck around with them, and uh, they kind of show the next scene in history, which is the last one we get a taste of, where it's T'Challa's uh, father, I believe, T'Chaka, and um, Captain America actually goes through Africa, kind of trying to fight the Nazis, at, you know, in their Northern African campaign. Yep. And um, the the Nazis like were trying to get into Wakanda, 
and they, you know, obviously were handedly obviously defeated. Didn't. Yeah, yeah, they, they just got wiped out. <laughs> and uh, Captain America was tracing their trail and kind of ended up on the Wakandan border and actually did combat with um, Black Panther himself, like mm-hmm. you know T'Challa's father. Yeah, and uh, got beaten, and then <laughs> uh, the Black Panther just takes captain america probably like back to like the edge of, edge of his camp or whatever and just leaves him there yeah does he just like toss him in the dirt like get out of here bitch yeah it seems like he just <laughs> kind of like knocks him out and takes him back like get the hell out of here right just bodies him. and you know steve rogers is not like a sh- like a shitty person he's just like well okay i'm not we're not welcome here like and that's not a nazi so i, I my job's done right it's not captain imperialist right <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like the hook that the government is left on. Like, listen, Captain America got beat and all the people in the, all the people in the room are like, Captain America, you yeah. would never be defeated. <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy. Blasphemy. <laughs> and then, uh, we get the scene all, cause I think this story is kind of being told from two different perspectives. Cause then we get Claw recruiting uh cannibal who's kind of like a body switching villain. Um, yeah, he was, he's creepy as hell. Yeah. He's very creepy in this yeah. story. <laughs> uh, so Ulysses Claw has the first member of his like Black Panther Legion of Doom that he's trying to create here. Uh, looking at the next issue, I think it might even be his uncle that he takes the title from because we get actually get our introduction to when T'Challa takes the Black Panther title. Um, this is before he becomes king. Everett Ross is kind of telling the story of how Black Panthers like come to be, and they show like the ceremony, kind of like the ceremony we see in the Black Panther movie, where mm-hmm. uh, it's like a WWE fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the, a straight up cage match. Yeah, in the movie they make it look very like really cool and kind of like they go to like cool looking scenery. But yeah, in, it's like on a waterfall. In this issue, it's literally a WWE ring with like ropes and everything yeah it looks ridiculous it looks just like a typical like wwe match i expected them to like throw a chair in there right so it, it this version is a little bit ridiculous i don't know if i like it quite as much also i do kind of find the idea of like combat trial to take over the title of the black panthers a little interesting especially in like a highly intelligent society yeah because this is hudlin adding this to the story this was his addition oh to this the was black original War. yeah really so i don't i mean it's it's kind of cool just because the good people always end up winning yeah but I, i'm very curious like about how many times like like some piece of shit just became the Black Panther. Exactly. And abused it. There's too many things that could go wrong in a fight that like the wrong dude could win a lot of times that yeah. you don't want to. The Black Panther's supposed to be like some kind of protector or hero. That's a bad qualification. Yeah, for real though. <laughs> but luckily the good people seem to always win because it's T'Chaka, or sorry, T'Chaka's brother, I guess, T'Challa's uncle. Yeah, because I think it was after he got what happened. He- He's assassinated. Yeah, and then his uncle. Oh, took that's over that's after probably that. true. Oh, you're, yeah. you're no, that's definitely true. Right. Yeah. So T'Chaka, um, T'Chaka's brother must have taken over after him. Yeah, because T'Challa was still too young at yeah. the time. Um, but yeah, t- so he's just taken out different uh, com- competitors in the ring. This kind of happens once per year. So different people are just kind of walking up, challenging the Black Panther to a fight. Yeah, it sucks. They have him do it every year instead of every four. I know. I, every year <laughs> I'd be like, God damn it! Right? You never get a break. I'd be like, Here we go again. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, but yeah, T'Chaka, or I keep calling him T'Chaka, but whoever the Black Panther is, I keep, I forget his name. Um, T'Chanka. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's uh, taking taking out pretty much everybody, doing pretty well, and then we get like T'Challa kind of moving. We don't know it's T'Challa yet, but we get like a masked warrior kind of walking up yeah. to t- to uh, be next in line. Uh, and we do also get T'Challa's sister uh, Shuri. This is uh, also the first issue, first appearance of Shuri, as far as I know. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Like, she has her own like run too. Yeah, they've kind of. Um, she has a lot of recent stuff too, but they kind of made is her that more like her the popularity movie. with the movie. Yeah, it, Shuri. If you read more Marvel comics, like especially after this, Shuri is very different initially in the in the um, in the comics. She's more like just kind of female T'Challa. 
Like okay. she's very much just like a warrior. She's not like a scientist. Gotcha. I mean, she is a scientist too, but she's like a lot more hardcore. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of what I mean. Okay. Um. So they we get our first introduction to Shuri. She actually wants to enter the fight and like become the Black Panther. Yeah. Because she's pretty confident she's gonna win. So but that would have like, been interesting. It, it, well, yeah. So, well, you'll see if you keep reading. Okay. She very well might become the Black Panther one day. Okay. I don't want to spoil things for you. I can't see it. <laughs> um. But yes, yeah, so he tries to enter the ring, but T'Challa actually just beats her to it, and she's like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" <laughs> and uh, T'Challa, we don't know it's him yet, but he actually beats his uncle, and then as soon as he wins, takes off the mask, and the WWE crowd goes wild. Right. You know, the announcer's like, let him out of the ring. The big reveal. <laughs> Stop the damn match. <laughs> and uh, there's kind of the whole fight between T'Challa and his uncle is, is I, it, they do something I really like where they take a fight and have like no text and just like have it just be like a straight up fight and yeah, let the yeah. art do the talking. Yep. My only problem is like I'm, and I, I, mean, I have a hot take here because I'm in the minority, but I'm not a, f- a big fan of John Romita Jr. art. Okay. Pretty much a lot of people, like, he's like a pretty much a staple artist, but I'm, I just don't like it. I don't yeah. know. He, this, the way he draws bodies and heads and faces, I'm just not a fan of. Well, and I noticed, oh, does he does he do the paneling or just the art? Yeah, yeah no, he, he does the, I mean, he might not design the paneling, but he'll draw it. Because like some of the art looks okay. The, my biggest gripe, which is the paneling is just too linear. It's just too cookie cutter. Like it's just square by square. Yeah. I mean, you're, when we were coming hot off a of bat. I know. Too. That's, yeah, I that's feel like thing. we were spoiled. So yeah. now everything's like just, I'm comparing everything. Yeah. So I mean, bad. this has its place, but it's, yeah, it, it is, it's very static, but yeah. it, I mean, it, Normally, like I think the paneling for a fight like this would be fine. It's just I don't like the pencils. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but I'm again. I, that's a uh, hot yeah, take. I, I think you're picturing. There's, there's probably there's probably people like screaming at their podcast. Like, <laughs> I'm never watching this again. Ten people just drove <laughs> off the road in fear. <laughs> yeah, fear. In fear. They're terrified. <laughs> the, Too of hot, hot of take. a take. <laughs> <laughs> Pull over. I'm too scared. <laughs> What's the world coming to? This what, is a horror what show. What could be next? <laughs> and we do get confirmation at the issue, uh, at the end of the issue as well, that the U.S. government is, or that Claw is working as a kind of like a shadow agent for the U.S. government. Yeah, kind of like a not on paper, but you're working for us. Like, do go do this. You know, something we never do. Yeah, the United States never does that, <laughs> especially in the comics too. <laughs> well, it's pretty accurate. Oh yeah. Uh, and then we get kind of like a scene too, where because um, Cannibal, like I said, can switch bodies. <laughs> this part is messed up. This part is very messed up. Um, but they. Yeah, they go to like uh, he's with a prostitute and he kind of kisses her and swaps bodies with her. And so, uh, what happened? So his body's just a corpse with like her consciousness in it, or is like her consciousness in his body? Oh yeah, I don't know what happens with her. I or should... is his body just an empty like? Husk? I, I would have to do more research on Cannibal because I have no idea. I think when he kisses this woman, she is just dead. I was as far as I if know. his name's Cannibal, I would assume he's like eating, eating her. Them, their souls or something. Yeah, yeah. So... yeah because we don't hear from her again. No. Yeah, so because so he's basically going on the rest of this mission as a woman, which is their covert way in. That's yeah. kind of part of their plan. And the third issue opens up. We kind of get introduced to more of the members of this crew. And the first page is just ridiculous. We get Rhino, who is going to be a part of this and crew. This was, this was awesome. It's it's he's big game hunting, because uh, he's a villain. You know, he's going to do shitty things like that. But the yeah. way he big game hunts is he wants to fucking wrestle a rhino. So a rhino charges him, and he's like, "Let's do this. Well, see, I want you to hit me." I don't even think he was big game hunting. I think he was just like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can go mano a mano with a rhino. I guess. I mean, he's basically big game hunting. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, he kills the thing in essence. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think he was like. I don't think he came over to be like, "I'm going to get the trophy." Oh he no. Just I, yeah. Probably to, like, not. I think he was just here, and he was like, "Hey, this is a novelty." Which is technically worse because he's just <laughs> wasting it. Yeah. He 
just straight up cold-blooded killed it. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we get Rhino as part of the team, and then we also do have Batrock the Leaper. <laughs> yeah, this guy was interesting. Yeah, Batrock the Leaper is an old-school Captain America villain. He's just a fancy pirate man. Yeah, he, he's very good at jumping and leaping. That what? That's it. <laughs> you want uh, interesting? He was in the the Marvel universe. He was that guy who Captain America fights on the boat in the opening of Winter Soldier. That was him. Yeah, that's Batroc the Leaper. So, He's not a big villain. They weren't gonna make a big thing out of it. But yeah, I, well, yeah. So we do kind of get a flashback of back when uh, T'Challa's father T'Chaka was the king of Wakanda, mm. and he's kind of telling these government agents who are just kind of they're finally opening up diplomatic channels between the two countries, and they're kind of telling him like, "Hey, Wakanda, you got all this advanced technology. Like, we'd do anything to trade. Like, we have things we." can offer you yeah. and Wakanda's like no we're not trading you any of our technology because you would abuse it and like because that's just what you do with this with this stuff you just like fire weapons at each other yeah which is fair yeah I would definitely not share weapons oh absolutely weapons not. of mass destruction nope and um, I think this that's kind of what leads to this next part, which is we get the scene, the flashback of when T'Chaka was assassinated, because that comes, like, right after it. Yep. So as soon as he says no, like, it's, you know, the United States government is Green like, light. time for regime change. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they get these black ops soldiers, and we find out it's Claw, um, because we get the scene of T'Chaka, and, like, kind of really everyone around him gets killed except for T'Challa. Yeah. And T'Challa, like, uses a gun, like, he grabs a gun off the floor and kind of chases Claw off. And uh, so that's kind of like T'Challa's like origin as a little kid, like, you know, with his dad being assassinated. Yeah, a little different than the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, one thing I did kind of have a problem with, though, is we kind of get another scene that's kind of like a modern day version of T'Chaka's meeting. Um, because we get like a scene of like a council meeting in modern day of like the uh, kind of, I guess, Wakandan council. And they're discussing oh, like yeah. things they can like trade with the United States because the Wakandan council is kind of discussing like how they can track down T'Challa's father's killer. Yeah. Uh, because they think the United States might have information on it. Um, and one part I kind of have a problem with is someone mentions like, hey, well, like, we, we, have, we have things to offer them. We have all this technology. And T'Challa's like, no, we're not sharing any technology. And he's like, well, listen, let's just offer them something small, like the cure for cancer. And I'm like, hold yeah. on. Wait, what? Let's hold on. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, rewind that back. I, I have a problem with that. <laughs> like if they're not going to share like weapons and like bombs and like things like, you know, things that could be weaponized, I totally understand that. Like that, go for it. Well, and like, okay. But, like medicine? I could understand the fear of like, okay, you sell the cure to cancer to like the U.S. government and then the U.S. government like keeps it on the DL and then like find some way to make the most money off of it possible. I suppose. But, but, but still, they could... You're still saving more lives than you would have by not sharing it. Yeah, they could come out and like go to the UN or something and be like, hey, here's the cure for cancer. We're going to fly it around the world and give it to everyone. Yeah, or Wakanda could just like airdrop it. <laughs> yeah, just like spray some mist. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like, come on, just save some lives. Yeah, for but, real Yeah, though. so I got to... And like, imagine just like, especially later on, like in the run, like imagine like if that stays... I don't know. I don't really know if it stayed canon or if it's just a thing Hudlin threw out there. Yeah, just a little um, something. But like, imagine just like T'Challa being in the Avengers with like Jane Foster when she's Thor, <laughs> like she's suffering from cancer, and like T'Challa's like, uh, <laughs> nothing. Sorry. I mean, technically, if she didn't know, then that just means that T'Challa is just like a freaking psychopath. Yeah, you just a stone cold like looking at her, like I got nothing. <laughs> sorry. Like I'm so sorry for your disease. I definitely. I wish there was something I could do. It, but there's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a big problem with that. Yeah, it's a little shady. But um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, not sharing the weapons. I understand. I think he, maybe he just wanted to throw out something impressive that they, they could offer him, and he just chose something dumb. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> so maybe I think that's just a dumb part of writing. <laughs> and because he even throws out, he's like, "Well, um, why should we give them the cure for cancer when they poison their own citizens with cigarettes?" And I'm like, that's not the only kind of cancer. Yeah. You can get cancer from all sorts There's of shit. There's like that's babies not anyone's that get fault. cancer. Yeah, not just cigarettes. That's, that's very, very short-sighted. That's ridiculous. 
And then we do get our next scene as well where it's uh, Claw trying to recruit. I think this will end up being the final member of his team. Yeah, this guy's awesome. This guy is a f- is fucked. But yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's They go to the Vatican, I believe. That's where they're at. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're showing him like, all these different artifacts. Like they're, It's kind of like almost like the Templar, the secret order of the Templars almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this group seems like they're like white supremacists at least, or like at least a little bit. Like they're they're a little bit racist at least. Yeah, they're I don't agree like with their crusaders. ideals, but like the the like the horse he rides is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, the Pegasus didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> He's got it's, a cool sword. It's not the Pegasus's fault. Oh, no, I mean we don't technically know that. <laughs> yeah, the Pegasus. Hey, that horse could be racist. Exactly, we Mr. Ed was. We, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know these things. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're going to recruit him because he's kind of just like we need to convert the heathens to Christianity, right? And, and so uh, he has this flying horse. And he's called the Black Knight, and so he's kind of like one of the knights of the of the um, of the temp- the modern Templars, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has the sword called the Ebony Blade, which um, is like the first time they're introducing it in this run. And the black the Black Knight is actually a character who shows up in future stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. So Hudlin invented him with this run, but he's kind of stuck around hmm. just because I don't know. He, he shows up every once in a while. He's kind of like an anti-hero, but he's not one I'm a fan of. Yeah. Who would like that guy? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and then the horse shits on on Cannibal's head, which I don't know if that was necessary. But... Yeah, they could have probably left that out. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, but that's how the issue ends too. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> so the next issue opens up with these kids who are uh, in Wak- these Wakandan kids on a field trip, almost on what they call like the Great Vibranium Mound, which is like where I, I think because vibranium comes from some meteorite or something. So okay. There's like this hill or this mountain that's just like made out of it, like straight up make made out of it, and they just mine the crap out of it for like millions of years. I was gonna say, are they ever gonna run out? Uh, it doesn't seem like it. All right. Um, but, hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Um, but while these kids are on a field trip, like there's almost like an earthquake, and like everyone's like, "What's happening?" <laughs> and uh, and um, like the whole like they're on like this platform, and it starts to fall, and we get T'Challa being a hero out of nowhere. Um, dives in and saves the kid and he's like don't worry i got you and we get a, one of my favorite moments of this arc actually where the kid looks up at, at t'challa and he's like oh the, the black panther god you saved me like oh, i worshipped yeah. you my whole life and you saved me and he's like oh no 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 like look at me like i'm, I'm not your god like, yeah he like, takes off his mask like i'm a normal guy just like you yeah it's like a heartwarming moment it's like oh right just, like i just want to be your hero and uh, as he's leaving uh shuri kind of walks up to him kind of ex- trying to explain what just happened and she's like listen there's a problem with the vibranium like there's something wrong with it like it's kind of like it's unstable in kind of an uncharacter like i think out of character dick move t'challa's like yeah you don't know what you're talking about shut up right and he's like we'll we'll figure it out ourselves i'm like whoa i mean maybe he's got a lot on his mind i guess but sure he's like well listen at least let me go into the mines i'll figure out what's going on we'll we'll take a team down there and we'll investigate yeah and he's like besides being dirty and dangerous i don't want to send you down there with other like like with men who might you know be in danger yeah if there's another dirty and dangerous like what (laughs) what like what the hell like oh i can't you can't scruff your knees <laughs> i'm like what the fuck man just let her go take a look right so Appar- quit giving her a hard she time ha- she can obviously take care of herself yeah and there was just an earthquake something's up right it's not nothing nah let's just leave it <laughs> no it's i'm not- sure it's fine uh, it's fine <laughs> but it's like I-, I don't know t'challa i think he would give her the benefit of the doubt be like okay let's check it out like you're smart yeah give it a look yeah it's kind of he's uncharacteristic dick move on his part <laughs> And uh, we kind of get our first taste of at least what's going to be like the distraction part of Claw's plan. It shows like the Black Knight kind of like almost amassing an army kind of on the border of Wakanda. And he's kind of like raising his sword and he's like, let's do this. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell? And uh, because he's kind of like raised like these, uh, I think, Nigerian rebels to kind of fight with him too. And he's got like all his team of super villains behind him as well. Yep. Um, Because I think the team we have now at this point is uh, we have the Black Knight. 
Claw, uh, Batroc the Leaper, and the Rhino, mm-hmm. and, uh, and radioact- radioactive man. Yeah, we'll show. We'll see him later. He's kind of like the last minute. That, they reveal. tease him in like a couple panels. Yeah, because there's one. a couple. There's one scene before where they kind of just show this big like green tank, and they're like, "You ready, buddy?" Ding, ding. Yeah. Like they don't show him yet, but so the initial, at least what we think is the initial part of this plan is like the Rhino literally goes in like a wrecking ball, like Miley Cyrus, <laughs> uh, and like runs through the wall of the Golden City, which I guess is all that takes. All it takes to blow the wall of the Golden City is Rhino just run headfirst through it. I mean, I don't know how like strong he is, but that seems a little. He gets bit taken weak. out by Spider-Man all the time, like in New York City. I, I, this is Wakanda, so by proxy, Spider-Man could break through the wall. Yeah, just headfirst. <laughs> Here I come, T'Challa. <laughs> they don't do the best job. They do a really good job of showing how badass Wakanda is in the beginning of this comic. Yeah, they got the cure to cancer, but they can't stop a rhino from going through a wall. Yeah, <laughs> and like they've stopped all these invasions through years, but Rhino can just walk through the wall like i get he's powerful but come on yeah like they do as soon as like the plot needs wakanda to be like in danger it is yeah it's like oh, that on. perfect hole opens up yeah and uh, so as rhino kind of bowls through the front door being the distraction uh black knight takes his pegasus to kind of be like to take out the air support mm-hmm. which i guess is easy enough against trained wakandan jets again i feel like they should be more powerful yeah unless that's like the god of pegasi then. yeah <laughs> it's like goes at the speed of the flash yeah, yeah. and so he kind of takes out one with his sword and, like i can buy that the sword is powerful Powerful. I'll yeah. buy that. Like, cool. That's pretty cool. Um, but like, I feel like a jet should just be able to shoot a horse in the sky. A jet's not, or a horse isn't going Mach one or, Mach, or <laughs> yeah, like Mach exactly. five. Like, come on. And it's not like gonna like dodge a rocket. Yeah, know, exactly. And then the final part of the plan, which is I think the the linchpin of their plan here, their plan is to basically launch radioactive man in a missile <laughs> in, into the Wakandan like uh, mountain. We're yeah. actually sure he is at into doing the her research. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the vibranium mountain. And so Radioactive Man just kind of pops out of his out of his cell, like right in the mine where Shuri's doing her research. And he's like, what's up? Yeah, duh. Duh. <laughs> yeah, this is the Russian Radioactive Man, the first yeah. one. And uh, he just kind of grabs the vibranium and everything starts rumbling. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's pretty brutal. He just like grabs dude's face and just melts it. Yeah, the radio. this version of the Radioactive Man seems like he does not take prisoners. No, he is brutal as hell. Yeah. And as we cut back to Rhino, he's literally he's just having his way with like whoever comes after him. At one point, he even takes out a, a jet with a fridge. This, yeah, well, he uh, might as well be the Hulk. Yeah, he is straight up the Hulk in this because he like throws a fridge at like a, a Wakandan jet and takes it out, and it's like, come on, man, it's insane. Like you guys got to do a better job with this. <laughs> like it's the Rhino. Like this is a Spider-Man villain. You guys got this. Come on. Right. Like that's one. That's one thing. Like this arc isn't is not bad by any means, but like I really wish like Wakanda could have just been more like prepared for this or done a better job (laughs) yeah because like this is the same country who later on in this run will like repel a scroll invasion like it's nothing and it's like holy shit now that's what i want to read yeah they were asleep at the wheel in this (laughs) yeah really and what's interesting too is at this point in we're on issue five at this point uh, out of six and black panther really has not done a lot at all in this arc has he um, he rescued that kid. That was a really great moment. Yeah. Like, what else has he done? Well, I mean, if you want to count, I, I guess if you want to count the flashback, the flashback of him, issue, I'll count. Yeah. But like in this arc, like for what's happening, he just kind of stands around in the control room. He's like, "What's happening next? Like, this is the situation." Just like I see, do this. Yeah. And sure then he, another bad thing happens. Yeah. And sure, he's the only one doing anything up until she's suddenly not, because the rest of this arc, she's just gonna be running around the cave, like in circles. I guess. Yeah. Literally, like <laughs> being chased, like Freddy Krueger style by radioactive. Yeah. She's man. chased by the radioactive man until this arc ends like, yeah nothing happens besides two that. whole issues she's like oh where is he now keep running <laughs> look out sure like you're in a tiny cave yeah. you guys just running in circles seriously come back here <laughs> <laughs> i'll get you yeah so there's really no conflict going on there i'm like oh my god another page here we yep. go um and like we 
I, I said earlier I'm not a fan of of John Romita Jr. art, but like he does have a cool splash page of like he's got he draws a good rhino. I do like his rhino. Oh yeah, because he's kind of like a big like hulking behemoth, and I think he draws those a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's really good at drawing like action scenes too, like you know things exploding or like movement, things like that. Um, Are you talking about this one? Yeah, there's a yeah, page yeah. that opens up the fifth issue where he busts through the through the wall. Yeah, I love, like, building up to that. It's like a scene of, like, some mom, she's like, oh, I have a cake in the oven. And then some guard comes up like, ma'am, you're directly in the line of, oh, my God. And then it's just, like, <laughs> Rhino blowing everything through the wall. Yeah, he's just, like, barreling through. He's like, yeah, and oh, the, my God. the woman's in the corner like, my word. <laughs> yeah, my cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is where we get cannibals role in this whole plan, which this part is all just nonsense. Like, this is such bullshit. It's crazy. Because she goes up to, like, the Wakandan ambassador at the UN, or I guess I, it's she, but it's, like, Cannibal and her body. Yeah. Um, Cannibal goes up and, and kind of just trying to seduce the guy or be, like, kind of get in. For, she's like, oh, my husband, like, my husband is the radioactive man. Yeah, it's like, how did you know shit was even going on? Yeah, and she's like, I have information that you, you guys might need in the battle that's going on right now in Wakanda. Like, <laughs> how do you know there's a battle going on in Wakanda? Don't worry about it. <laughs> but I have information that can help you. That's not suspicious at all come into my office and let's discuss everything and they like take her to wakanda yeah (laughs) put her on a private military plane we don't usually let outsiders in here like let's go anyway (laughs) she says she knows the radioactive man let's get her first class this guy just gets i hope this guy gets fired immediately how easily did you get fooled And uh, the United States government actually also gets word of what's going on in Wakanda yeah. from their intelligence, and then immediately they're like, oh, let's send in help. Like, we're going to – it's it kind of – I get what they're doing with this, but it's kind of cheesy. He's like, we're going to go in and invade. I mean, help the Wakanda. It's like, okay, <laughs> very, very ham-fisted, but Liberate. I get what you're doing with this. Because that's definitely something the United States would do, but the, apparently they're doing it with, like, Deathlock robots. Yeah, it's literally like zombie robots. No, it's – yeah, it's uh, – the, the Deathlock robot is like See, a Every time you say Marvel that, Comics. I just hear Deathlock. Oh, yeah, the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's not really explained how they have these robots or where they're coming from or what they do, but don't worry, they're not going to really play any role in this arc. Yeah, they just pulled those out of storage. Yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you by the end, the way this wraps up is they show up in Wakanda and T'Challa tells them to go home. They literally just get told to go home. They're like, all right, bye. Yeah. And the United States is like, okay, no problem. <laughs> like, okay, what was the point? Good effort. And T'Challa, uh, he kind of finally leaves his control room and takes some action here, which I'm, I was excited for because he gets on his really cool like Black Panther bike, and I'm like, oh, here we go! Like this is what I've been waiting for. Right. And we get a scene of like his bike can actually like fly through the air, which is really cool too. Yeah, it's awesome. And so he kind of flies in and like hits the ground running, and there's uh, this chunky guy running away like from him, like, no, not me, because uh, uh, this is the guy who basically sold out Wakanda to Claw. Yeah, well, he's he's Mbutu. He's supposed to, he's like the neighboring clans like leader. Oh yeah, that is Mbutu. But yeah, he's very even... different in this issue or he, this run. Yeah, because uh, I didn't even recognize him because he he looks completely different. Too. Yeah, it's a very different take. Yeah, so he kind of sells him out, and uh, T'Challa's like, "Where is Claw? Like, tell me where he is right now." And the issue ends kind of with Claw using his sonic gun that he has in his wrist to kind of blow open the wall of the palace because he just got in there somehow. Yeah, he kind of just snuck in. I guess. Yeah, they didn't really show that at all, did they? No. Yeah, they just kind of appear uh, at the palace and take T'Challa's mom, and uh, that's kind of where the cliffhanger lands. And there's a part later on, so like we said, uh, Cannibal is posing as this woman to try to sneak into uh, Wakanda using this idiot working at the UN who's like, <laughs> who like just can't see through her plan at all, even though she knows everything about what's happening. And he didn't. 
And he didn't, yeah. I mean, he did, but, like... She's, like, telling him what the conflict is. And he's the ambassador. <laughs> and uh, they're on the plane to Wakanda, because she just gets a free ride over. Yeah. And uh, his assistant is like, ooh, nice plan. Like, if you wanted to sleep with her, this will work perfectly. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about, man? He's like, what? You don't think you get a big thank you for saving her husband's life? I'm like... It's like, what are you what? talking about? Yeah, and the dude's like, oh, maybe. I'm like, what is <laughs> happening? Like, a husband, what are you doing, man? What is this? <laughs> like, thank you for saving my husband. Now drop those pants. What is... Yeah, what kind of logic is that? Yeah, so these guys are like stupid and crazy, I guess. Yeah. Is what he's going for. And so Claw kind of like, there's this weird part too where Claw, like he still has T'Challa's mom hostage or his stepmom. Yeah. He like inserts himself into the internet. And this, I hate when this happens. This goes happens. full Tron. This is a trope that needs the, this Tron trope. I, I hate know. it. He's like walked into the internet. He's like, I'm in. And then, like, it's, of course, you have to have this cheesy part where it's like a computerized panther shows up. It's like, virus detected, <laughs> annihilate. <laughs> like, come on, it's really? It's so dumb. It's very cheesy. It's very, like, 2005 internet. Yeah, <laughs> for real, though. And, uh, of course, we get another page of Shuri running away from the radioactive man. Yep. Like, throws a rock at his head. Oh, and somehow the ebony sword ended up down in the mine. Can we oh. talk about how that happened? Because I don't remember that. Well, it was, uh, well uh, Black Panther had his motorcycle, and he's like, oh, well, if you, if you don't want me to blow you out of the sky, you'll drop that sword. And but like, did he drop it into the mine? Well, he was way up in the sky, and he just dropped it where he was. But and, aren't they underground? Apparently, it went through the floor, through the ground, and all the way through the mine, <laughs> and to where Shuri was. Oh, sure, man. They don't even show that happening. If they had showed it happening, I would have bought it. Well, see, the, they show there's a because I, I remember this. There's a frame of the sword falling like blade down towards like just like a mound, and I was like, I wonder if that's gonna show up later. And sure as shit, it did. And that's what she's gonna use to try to take out the radioactive man. T'Challa finally gets his hands on Claw and like rips off his like motorized arm, which like, probably happens to him a lot. Uh, I was gonna say that's. Pretty much the first thing I'd do. Yeah, right away. Uh, Claw is like, you've ripped off my arm, but I'm even more dangerous now. And I'm thinking like, oh shit, like he's going to like explode or something. Right, or like the arm's like sentient. But then as far as I can tell, nothing really happens. Yeah, not really. Yeah, no, nothing happens. He just kind of, he gets stabbed by T'Challa and he's like, it's over. This is for my father. And uh, Shuri takes out the radioactive man with the ebony sword. So she's finally done like running in circles. So that finally came to an end. That <laughs> exciting arc. They do kind of set up a plot that's, I guess, going to be ongoing for the rest of the run where that idiot UN guy, um, their plane goes down in the in the conflict and uh, Cannibal switches bodies with him. So the, the girl's body gets left behind and now he's going to pretend to be the UN guy, the idiot. It was a stupid plan, but somehow it all worked out perfectly for them. And they both survived the plane crash just fine. Well, except for the guy that got his body switched. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he survived the plane crash, I think. Yeah, until he got kissed. Yeah, and then he died. Yeah. And then those Deathlock robots, this is this is how the issue ends. Those Deathlock robots show up to like, I guess, invade slash help Wakanda. Like De basically like liberate. Yeah, to basically like try to come in and do a, some kind of like regime change or something. I don't so know. It seemed like a weird plan. Um and they show up and T'Challa's like, What are you doing here? Like you're not welcome here. Leave now or you'll all like be destroyed. Yeah. And the like the people on the camera are like, Okay. And, yeah. he, and he's like, please leave. Literally the last word. Have a nice day. <laughs> and then they all fuck off. They're gone. All the robots fuck off. And, uh, and that's where the, the arc ends. So I'm like, okay, well, that kind of all wrapped up very easily at the end there. So this is the first arc of the the Hudlin run. I mean, talking about it more, there it's, there are a lot of problems I have with like the storytelling. And like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the art. Yeah, it's not um, perfect. It's not a bad run by any... Like, no. It's, it's a decent enough introduction to the Black Panther. Like It's a good way to, to kind of teach you what Wakanda is and like oh, who yeah. the Black Panther is and how he came to be and like with the legacy of it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's, it's, worth, it's worth reading. It's worth checking out. It's a quick read, too. Like, the art kind of 
it, it, it's a page turner. It kind of goes quickly. Yeah, not a lot, not too much text. And they, and one thing I would highly recommend is later on in this run too. There's that secret invasion arc that I talked about. Oh right. Uh, I think it's like the, how this run ends. Even it's written by Jason Aaron. And that run, I that that those three issues I I read and those are awesome. Like, okay. I highly recommend those. Interesting. Um, because it's like all about the Skrulls trying to invade Wakanda and then repelling them like for three issues. It's really cool. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I mean that that was the uh, first six issues of Black Panther. Um, again, if you want to leave a request, uh, this was requested by a fan of ours, T'Challa. Uh, if you yeah, want to leave a request, uh, yeah, thanks for the request. Uh, we did read your book. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. Uh, so yeah, if you want to leave a request, leave a five star review on Twitter. Or after that, uh, we also, if you ever want to leave a request after that, if you're not one of the five people, we will be opening up eventually to Patreon. Uh, if you want to go on Patreon, it only I think right now it's you only have to. Sign up for the $5 limit to leave a request episode, uh, and then you can request whatever you want, and you can we can move forward with that, and we'll make time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will going, be going on to the next part of the request, which T'Challa wanted us to watch the first movie where basically t- uh, T'Challa's first appearance on screen, which yep. was uh, Captain America's Civil War. So we'll be talking about that next. This was Black Panther's introduction into the Marvel Universe, um, and also probably one of the best movies they've done, in my opinion. Because this is kind of, it was almost like an Avengers movie, not in the Avengers. Yeah, exactly. Basically, everyone's in here. The only people missing are Thor and the Hulk, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. And and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I can think of, at least as far as major players go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and T'Challa doesn't get introduced till halfway through, but the 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 whole movie is pretty much about Bucky and Captain America because yeah. it opens with Bucky kind of going through, and we'll find out later. I mean, pretty much everyone has seen it at this point, or I'm assume you've seen it if you listen to this. Yeah, yeah. It's when he takes out Howard Stark and uh, his wife to steal the super soldier serum. Yeah. from the back of his Tony's car. parents. Yeah, when we cut to modern day, it shows kind of like this is the Avengers right out of Age of Ultron, where they're kind of this is really between Age of Ultron and now is the only time where they're really like the Avengers. Yeah, and yeah. just doing stuff. Yeah, like there's a very short period. Yeah, they're just the doing Avengers. like missions without having like any fuck ups or, or any like, drama. Yeah, yeah. Or any bad press. Right. So this is like one of their like standard missions. It's like them taking out um, Crossbones, which was like a villain they set up in the last movie when Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, they- which quick turnaround for a villain. Oh yeah, I like mean, that, that was a quick origin and into like launched straight into villainry. Yeah, you don't always got to make a big thing out of it. I, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> I, guess. I mean he's, he doesn't have powers, so there's not really a lot you have to explain. Yeah, he's, he's just, just kinda, got a cool suit. He got fucked up. He works for Hydra. He's pissed off. He wants to blow shit up. Yeah, why not? That's that's the origin. It's something. Yeah, it's something. Uh, he was in the whole last movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he he dies at the end of this because he kind of detonates <laughs> this this bomb. Yeah, and uh, Wanda sends him off up into the sky, and this is kind of where Wakanda gets involved because she has nowhere to put this explosion that's going off, and it kind of ends up going off on this one floor of the building. Yeah, that part always confused me because she it looks like she's like struggling, and then she kind of just like whips it like straight through a window of a tall building. Yeah, I think. Because she only had like a, she was, I think she was struggling to like hold it together. So she's like only had like a second to think about it. She's like, this has to go somewhere. Like, I know, throw but it in the sky. I feel like it, uh, at the distance she had it in the air, having it just blow up there instead of inside a building would have been better. But any, but it, yeah, I mean, Captain are, I don't think but. there's any way. Yeah, there, there probably wasn't any way. No one was going to die. Well, yeah. Um, Especially the guy with the bomb. Right. So that, <laughs> that's where the conflict comes because all these Wakandan ambassadors were there. Um, and that's basically, they were all on that floor. Yeah, yeah it was like and, their offices. Right, exactly. So um, it causes like this kind of international conflict where they're like, what are the Avengers doing in all these other countries just like blowing shit up? This kind of confused me. So like Wakanda's like secret and all that. 
Yeah, well, they, their technology is secret. They're not a secret country. But they do, do, do like do people know where it is on the map? Yes, they just pose as like a like a third world country. So so no one knows where like the cap the real capital and stuff is. Right. They, okay. They have like a like a town on top that looks very gotcha. like not impressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then all the other stuff is hidden behind that hologram. Okay. Um, so they have like a, a like a seat on the UN and Council. Like they, yeah, yeah. They, they, they the world knows they, who they are. They just don't tell tell everybody everything about that. What's they have going the on. cure for cancer. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> don't say that. Yeah. Hopefully, that's not canon in the MCU. Hopefully not, because <laughs> um, he doesn't bring that up. Because yeah, Jane Foster will be in the MCU. Yeah, so. that's going to be problematic if they go that route. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I think they're smarter than that. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, the whole Black Panther movie, I mean, we don't need to talk about it now. It's kind of all about, like, opening up and, like, building bridges. Yeah, so, exactly. So it's kind of like we're past that moment. Yep. And so, yeah, basically the UN meets about these, uh, what they're going to call the Accords, which is the, um, their version of, like, the the act in, like, in the comics where the Civil War started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where they're basically going to outlaw the Avengers unless they work under underneath the United Nations themselves only on approved missions. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're meeting up for, for this uh, to kind of discuss what's going on. And uh, this is where we actually meet T'Challa because he's there with his father T'Chaka. Um, T'Chaka um, is I, they. We find out later he was the Black Panther at one point, but at this yeah, point, yeah. He, he's just kind of like an old man. Yeah, he's all he's all dude. He's all he's all diplomacy uh, politics at this point. And um, this is where the conflict continues because a bomb goes off, and the camera footage that they pick up shows Bucky, like Cap- uh, Winter Soldier, like mm-hmm. on the security footage, and they're like, "Okay, the Winter Soldier's back," and like he, he bombed the UN. Yeah, yeah. So we have to go after Bucky like right now and arrest him. Yep. And uh, Black Panther, like, finds out about this, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go kill Bucky Barnes. Like, that's well, my mission Well, because during that explosion, T'Chaka dies. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah because T'Chaka is... Did you say that? Did we brush over that? Uh, I think people have seen the movie. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, T'Chaka yeah, I mean, does they die. Might, they might not have. They might not have, but yeah. T'Chaka does die, and that, so Black Panther, like, has that moment where he's like, no! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Black Panther, he's like, no, no need to go arrest Bucky Barnes. Like, I'm going to kill him myself. Yeah. And, and, like, Black <laughs> Widow's talking to him. He's like, oh, okay, whatever you say, bud. <laughs> go for it. Captain America, like, he's like, no, Bucky Barnes, that he did not do this. Like, I know, like, he's not under the brainwash anymore. Like, he saved my life. Like, I need to protect him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he goes to, like, protect Bucky, and then they go on the run. And Black Panther even tries to stop him, and we get kind of, like, a cool fight scene of Black Panther, like, trying to take Bucky while Captain America and them are trying to get away. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> there's even a ridiculous part where Bucky, like, takes a- the motorcycle's coming at Bucky, and he grabs the motorcycle and, like, flips it around and, like, jumps on it instead and goes the other way. Yeah, just choke slams a guy Oh, that it. guy would be, uh, like, a splat on yeah, the ground. His, he, his neck would be all kinds of broken. He would be dead. So, Bucky, <laughs> that guy is very lucky. Yeah. And uh, so they all end up getting captured because they just cause havoc, like, on, like trying to get away. Because the Black Panther's chasing them. They're destroying cars. They destroy a whole bridge. Yeah, they, they straight Dark Knight it. Yeah, shit goes down. And uh, War Machine gets called in... Uh, uh, James Rhodes and he comes in and he's like, "Whoa, no, no, no! Like, this has to stop." Yeah. <laughs> um. And so Captain America, Bucky, and uh, T'Challa actually all get brought in. Um. And then T'Challa just gets let go. He's like, "Listen, my dad's dead. I'm the king. Like, you need to let me go." And then they're like, "Oh, you're right. Okay." See yeah. You. <laughs> it's like, do you guys want an international conflict? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, T'Challa walks free, but he's still like, "Listen, I'm gonna go hunt Bucky let myself. Like, I'm taking him out." One part that does happen too is Captain America gets word that Peggy died. And we get introduced to, oh, yeah. uh, at the funeral, Sharon Carter, who yeah. is Peggy's niece, who's going to be a main character in this movie, because she kind of helps Captain America get free after he gets arrested. Yeah. And they actually have a romantic subplot. And this that this is in Winter Soldier, too, but we don't know. It's it's uh, it's like her niece. I, I think it's literally like a scene. 
Yeah, it's because as they come up, it's like, dude, that's your niece. Why don't you just try to bang her? Yeah, it's, it's like, dude, that's so yeah, weird. Falcon's like, look, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? It's like, no. And then see, they, and they do end up getting together, and I'm just like, this is well, weird. Well, they end up like kissing. Yeah, yeah, I and guess. It's it doesn't, like, doesn't, come a, doesn't become a lot more than that. I hope But that. that's the thing is now that we've seen Infinity War, I wanted to bring this up. Now that we've seen Infinity War, that, <laughs> re- that relationship with Sharon never became anything. Like, they didn't get married or anything. Like, no. He must have just left her. Like, we don't, as far as we know, well, I don't think that they knew that they were going to have a relationship. They were just like, oh, well, let's just kiss. It's like, yeah, I guess. Like, they're but, just like, let's just do it just to get out of but the But she's way. probably thinking like, oh, maybe he'll come back. Yeah, yeah right. She's <laughs> like, she's sitting at home waiting. It's like, oh, where did Captain America go? Oh, he went back to the past to fuck your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> so I waited for nothing. Here's my question. Do you think that he told Peggy after he went back in time? <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> In like, reality, hey, there's no way she could find out. But that would be like the creepiest thing he could possibly tell Peggy. But I imagine he's like an honest man. Like he want, doesn't want to like leave it out. He's like, listen, Peggy, this is going to sound weird. I feel like that's the one thing Captain America takes to his grave. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing. Peggy, this is going to sound weird, but I went to the future. This, that's where I'm from. Yeah. And I might have kissed your niece. My niece? She's like one years old. <laughs> you sick perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. He's like, no, 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 Peggy, you don't understand. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> and um, we, we also, um, the main villain of this movie is Baron Zemo, who we'll actually see in the upcoming show, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which mm-hmm. will be cool. Yeah. It's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I keep yeah, yeah. But it's Captain America. He's Same Captain thing, America yeah. now. Yeah. They just don't want to say it. Yeah. Um, and so Zemo has this plan where he basically has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever S.H.I.E.L.D. is, the U.N., whatever yeah, this yeah. is, they don't really say. Um, and he is acting as, like, the psychiatrist who's going to interview Barnes now that he's been brought in. And he's like, listen, we don't need to talk about anything that we're supposed to. I just want to talk about one mission that you did as the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And he has this book that he got, like, from a Hydra soldier. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, reading it to him. He's like, I know the code that's going to brainwash you. Freight car. Yeah, Homecoming. Starts and starts saying the words. And Bucky's like, no, you bastard. <laughs> and I was thinking about this. If he knows what's happening, why couldn't he just cover his ears and be like, la, 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 Like, would that not work? Would that not work? I think it would, because he can't hear him. He's like, what'd you say? Mate car? Unless after, like, the first word, he loses the ability to cover his ears? No. I don't know. No, because he's breaking out of the cell. Yeah, he's, like, punching the freaking unbreakable cell. Yeah, it's a little far-fetched. That's that's funny. I mean, he just didn't think of it. I guess. He's not as smart as you, Eric. Slipped up. So, yeah, Winter Soldier's going down. He's kind of taking down everyone who comes in his path. The only person who really gets close to taking him out is T'Challa but then he kind of gets away yeah yeah and then Tony's like listen we need some batters too like we don't we don't we need something to help take out these guys yeah round up the team she, and he goes to Black Widow he's like you know where the Hulk is and she's like I have no freaking clue <laughs> and uh he's like oh, shit what are we gonna do and that's where we get introduced to uh Spider-Man yeah which is a really cool introduction like I like how they did this because Spider-Man is like the biggest Marvel character ever and he yeah. just kind of shows up out of nowhere right and Captain America it's just like yep you're Spider-Man I know I'm really glad they didn't have to go through the whole like Peter Parker like transition into Spider-Man. I'm kind of yeah. glad they just jumped into it. Right, yeah. That, that's yeah, that's what I mean is it's kind of nice and refreshing to just be like, yeah, here he is and he's kicking ass. Right. And it's like, "Oh my god, this is awesome." It's like you yeah. already know. <laughs> like he, he's here just in time for the perfect movie to show up in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so we get what I think at this point is like one of my favorite fight scenes in the Marvel universe, which is that airport scene. Yeah, it's because great. like every player in the fight like, I think you get a lot more detail of what's happening because characters can't just go through stabbing different things. Yeah, like, it actually has to be a two, like a equal fight between each person. Yeah. Um, so, like, people go toe-to-toe. Interesting things happen with the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, Captain America almost kills Spider-Man. 
Yeah, I was going to say, because, like, you know the whole time, like, they are consciously pulling punches to an extent, because, like, they don't want to kill each other, but, like... Right. Well, except for Black Panther. Black Panther's definitely well, trying to kill well, uh, yeah, Winter Soldier. Obviously. <laughs> and so Tony's like, whoa, chill on the killing, man. <laughs> like, like, we're not here to We can't that. do that one thing. <laughs> T'Challa's like, I'm not here for you, man. I'm here to kill this guy. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, and T'Challa even has, like, a cool, like, triple kick, which is what sold me on, like, the, his fighting style. Oh, I was yeah. like, that is awesome. It's sick. A triple midair kick. Right. And, uh, you know, he's got that line. It's like, uh, Winter Soldier's like, I didn't kill your dad. And he's like, why did you run? Yeah, he's yeah. Like, like, just tell him. Right? Seriously, though. Yeah. And, um... I mean, T'Challa does eventually figure things out, which yeah, I like. Yeah. He figures it out all on his own, too, mm-hmm. because uh, Captain America and Bucky um, get away on the Quinjet. Uh, everyone else kind of buys time for them. Yeah, T'Challa yeah. gets stopped by the Black Widow in a really stupid way, I'll admit. She just gets tased, like, he, over and over. Yeah, he, he gets tased over and over and doesn't try to dodge, like, a bullet or anything. I mean, yeah. although I kind of can have see countermeasures it because, or, like, I have seen, like, a videos of, like, fucking dudes, like, bodybuilders on steroids, like... You no one can withstand electrical shock. Like that no, might be true. No one can like. I you, would think the suit might though. Oh, maybe yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But uh, but it, it served the plot enough. Like they get away. Like he can't catch him yet. No. Um, and that and as they get away, like all the all the remaining Avengers who were siding with Captain America get arrested. They go to jail. Yeah. Um, and Tony kind of. As he's flying back from uh, from jail visiting them, he gets word from his, like, computer that, you know, word on the news, they found, like, this dead body of the psychiatrist who was supposed to talk to Barnes. Yeah, that Zemo killed. Yeah, and they found, like, uh, facial prosthesis, uh, like, tools in in the room, like, that S.H.I.E.L.D. used to use, which they actually set up in the last movie. Oh, yeah. Um and yeah, it was like a mass, and it was like Bucky Barnes. Right. So, so, so Tony knows that Bucky's been framed, and Steve was right the whole time. Like, yep. Bucky was framed for this, and so uh, Iron Man like goes to uh, to Falcon, and he's like, "Let's just tell me where they are. Like, I know the truth now. I'll help him out. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go in my suit, and we're going to get this done." Um, and so Iron Man goes after Captain America to just to try to help him out and like get this all figured out. Uh, because Captain America is under the impression that this super serum that um, Bucky originally stole from Howard Stark way back in the day is going to be used to power all these super soldiers. Oh, right. Um, but it ends up being a red herring because as they get there, Zemo's killed all the super soldiers. And he's like, no, I just wanted to get all three of you in the same room. Yeah, so you think I wanted to deal with more of you? Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like a clever red herring, even though they did a lot of setup for nothing with yeah, these it, super soldiers. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it's like it's worth it to do the setup just to have a... a Red herring you buy. Yeah, it throws you a bigger curve. Right, because we get we had a whole flashback scene of those super soldiers, like mm-hmm. they were going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, which sold me like, okay, here we go. This is what we're doing. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Zemo shows Tony Stark, because he, he wanted Tony in this room with Steve the whole time, and he's like, listen, like, Winter Soldier killed your dad. Here's the footage. Yep. And so that's, and Tony almost seems more upset about his mom, like, being killed, because he kind of had, like, a difficult relationship with his dad. Yeah. Um, but So he takes that more yeah, personally. Yeah, he's definitely a mama's boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so he's like, I'm, I'm just going to wail on this guy. Like, I, I'm just so pissed right now. And yeah, Steve, he flips the switch. Yeah, he's like, Steve, you didn't tell me. You're a piece of shit, too. Yep. And uh, so that we get, like, our final, like, dramatic fight between the three of them. Yeah, it's badass. And as that's going on, we, we see, like, T'Challa flying up in his jet. And yeah. He, like, already knows what's going on, because I'm guessing his intelligence is... Is, like might might even figured it out before like it went on the news. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he's got like the Dora Milaje and like, all these agents across the world. No, don't know what that is, but okay. Those are those bald women. Oh, right, his, right. His like uh, bodyguards. That's the name. Okay. Yeah. So he's yeah. on his way. He's he's pretty much like he's going after them, but he's not after Winter Soldier. Anymore. Yeah, he knows. Zemo. He's going straight for Zemo. Yeah, because yeah, you know Zemo is really the one who killed my dad. Yep. And so as they're all fighting, Zemo is like on top of the roof, just like I did it. Like, yeah, he's I, just I won. Waiting to fuck off. Yeah, because T'Challa even catches up with him. Like he, uh, Zemo's not even. Trying trying to run and Z- and T'Challa's like 
you just wanted them to kill each other. Like this is what this was all about. Like mm-hmm. you're like you and you did it. And and Zemo's like, yeah, an, an empire that crumbles from within is like, gone forever. Like yep. this was my plan the whole time. Yeah, the old Russia. T'Challa like takes out like he has his claws out. Like you think it's like this is the moment. Like I'm time time to take my revenge. And he like puts his claws away. And he's like, no, I'm I'm. This is like his whole arc, which I yeah, really yeah. like. It, it kind of sets him up for the next movie too. Yep. Where he's like, no, this is where the cycle of violence ends. Like mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just gonna go around and around in circles. Yeah, it's a really cool moment. Yeah, and he's like, this is where the killing ends. And then like Zemo even tries to kill himself, and Black Panther's like, no, 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 not yeah. yet. <laughs> the living aren't done with you yet. Yeah, exactly. That's such a badass line. Yeah. Man. Oh, that's great. And so to, at that moment, I was like, I was ready for Black Panther. I oh was yeah. Like, yes, this is like he's already better than like Batman in the Batman movie. Like, right. This is amazing. <laughs> it's almost like Empire Strikes Back. It's like an end on a very somber note well the russo brothers are really good at that yeah yeah this was what this was the movie that i think they that rewarded them they were rewarded with infinity war and like well winter soldier was a pretty big get too yeah exactly like, so, I, I mean i love civil war but i think so or but yeah but i think winter soldier i like a little oh yeah bit winter soldier is a great movie as well winter soldier is like top three for me yeah mm-hmm. and it kind of ends like zemo is pretty much he's the only villain who like won like he did yeah like, the Avengers didn't stay broken up, but they did for a long time. Based, the only thing that brought them back together was a, literally a, like a freaking galaxy apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and even then, like, they didn't all make it out. So, yeah. like, they were bro- they're still broken up as far as we know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, Zemo basically won. But Black, Pan- uh, Black Panther, like, got what he wanted, I guess. Yeah, you most know, he, successful Marvel villain, really. Yeah. And so, one like, of the most. Black Panther takes him in. He ends up in jail where it kind of seems like they're setting up, like, uh, the Thunderbolts almost. But Thunderbolts is like basically uh, Marvel Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Because uh, Agent Ross, like who who we met in the comic too, mm-hmm. uh, shows up and he's like, "Listen, dunk dunk, like you're gonna work for me now," hmm. which we don't really see anything of yet. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's probably gonna be set up. Like I said, Zemo's gonna be With in the that show, yeah. that Falcon Winter Soldier show. So yep. that might be where that comes into play. Yeah, should be interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, Civil War. I mean, I love talking about this movie because it's got so many things going on. Like so many characters get their moment. Like, oh yeah. it's like a bona fide Avengers movie. Like better than Age of Ultron even. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yes, yeah, so everyone kind of like pulls together. Even Hawkeye like will come in and like be like, "Whoa, holy shit!" And, like Spider Man <laughs> right. comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and uh, it was a great introduction to Black Panther as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, this was a, a really good way to kind of open it up because uh, before we dig into like Black Panther later on when like the next movie comes out, because um, we can kind of dig into more of like the Christopher Priest book and then watch the actual Black Panther movie. Yeah, definitely. Because the actual Black Panther movie is probably still in my top three for Marvel movies. Like, I would love to talk about that eventually. Yeah, it's great. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that'll bring us to the end of our Black Panther section. Like I said, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be having more request episodes coming up. Uh, next week we'll be reading uh, The Long Halloween and then discussing The Dark Knight. So if you want to read ahead for that, just so you can follow along with us. I, I mean, most a lot of people have read the, the Long Halloween, but if you haven't, this is a really good opportunity. Yeah, this this will be my first time. Yeah, it's on that uh, DC Universe uh, streaming app. Mm-hmm. So if uh, that's a really good place to catch up on it, too. And uh, like I said, we do have two request episode spots open. So if you want to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, feel free to do that. And we will... Uh, Put your spot in line. Yeah, jump on it. Yeah, and uh, or if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Agents of Podcast. Uh, anything else you want to add in before we might see these people uh, never again? Don't uh, friggin' hide away the cure for cancer. Yeah, if you have the cure for cancer, please <laughs> share it with please your friends. Please share it. Just share it with one or two people. You'll pretty much go down as like the savior of like uh, like many generations. Yeah, that 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 would be a really good thing to share with your friends. Yeah, it, it would be pretty nice. If you have the cure for cancer, you shouldn't hide it. You should divide it. <laughs> That's the lesson to be learned here. All right, but yeah, join us next week. We're going to be talking more Batman. We're, we're going back to it. Back oh, to yeah. the Batman well. 